Welcome back, everybody, to the Train of Ambivalence, part two, on a Tuesday, actually. That's live, so Wednesday, we were meant to do this on Tuesday. We, 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 we just can't stick to our word. <laughs> we're back again, and it's good to be back. It's me, Amrik, and... And me, Zane. Man, that doesn't... Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Uh, I prefer no. when you introduce us, to be honest. Let, let, let's... You, you go ahead and do that again. See, see, I thought I was finally going to get some character development where I, like, I didn't have to introduce us and I, I let myself be introduced second and all of a sudden it's like I'm showing progression as a human being where I can't take it. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm becoming more, having a more dominant personality, but no, I can't hack it. I, I need to be in the background. Okay, let's go. Let's take two on a Tuesday, even though it's Wednesday. We mm-hmm. got this. Right. <clears throat> Welcome back, everybody, to the train of ambivalence with me, Zane. And me, Amrik. It's good to be back on this Wednesday evening. It really is good to be back. I mean, look, we're, we're following up with an episode that we did on the weekend. And do you know why? Because we left it, left it unfinished when we were in the crux of our topic. And we just couldn't wait to, to uh, I don't know, wait for like another week before we could finish that topic off for you. Also... We don't know when we'll get the next chance to record, so it's best we just do it now. Uh, and also, so also, we may have like missed last week's episode, so we're kind of, if anything, we're just playing catch-up. We're not being benevolent. We're just trying not to fuck this up. Yeah, we're just being... Uh, to be fair, when we covered the anniversary stuff uh, last week, last week, uh, we just went into like super detail, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So we yeah. kind of went over time a lot by a lot. We, we went into super detail. We managed to talk about basically all the gaming industries up to June, gaming anniversaries up to June, and then we we started talking about the usual catch-up stuff. The thing is that we wanted to finish off the gaming anniversaries, so here we are today. Um, but as usual, we have some we have some news catch-up that we want to do today. So, um, Amrik, you want to yeah? Wanna let's get us started. Off? So, on my news radar, I have seen that apparently Animal Crossing New Horizons is having a Super Mario event. I can't remember if I covered this last time. Hmm. Yes, no, I don't think we did. So, last time, we covered the um, the Super Mario like Switch console and that sexy, sexy Monster Hunter controller. Um and also the Pokemon clothing line. So we haven't actually done Animal oh, cool, Crossing cool, in a cool, while, cool. if I'm not yeah, mistaken. So uh, Animal Crossing, is, yeah, like I said, they got the Super Mario theme-themed uh, event. I have no idea what exactly that entails, um, to be honest. Um, there wasn't much information online, what it regards. Um, it does sound interesting, though. I probably will pick up Animal Crossing and give it a look and see what kind of special items they have up for grab. I think that would be quite cool. Yeah, um... I'd be interested to see what they make, to be honest, because remember what we were talking about last time, we said that, like, with specific franchises like Animal Crossing, even though it's played by everybody, the clothing tends to be tailored towards mm, women true, a lot of the true. time. 
I mean, like, at one point, I was, like, walking a maid's outfit and just running around with, like, wearing my face mask, so, yeah. <laughs> That's a... Yeah, no, no, but, like, within Animal Crossing, yeah. you wear whatever you want, right? But it's more... It's, it's like, the, the real-life apparel that is available to you as a man is, is pretty mm. limited, let's be honest, when it comes to these I mean, like, yeah, like I said, most of them wearing a maid, either a maid's outfit, some kimono, or, um... The hip hop outfit, <laughs> for like the old school hip hop outfit. We've got the massive medallion around your neck. Oh, that one is quite cool. What are you le- What are you less likely to be wearing in real life? Uh, I don't know. Probably, probably, probably <laughs> the, the maid outfit. outfit. Probably the, the maid outfit. Hip hop outfit. <laughs> probably is the maid outfit. Because <laughs> no, I can't personally, I can't personally see you in either. Oh, like. Once when I went abroad, I think it was like in Hawaii, like the um, in the cupboards, in the um, closets in the uh, hotel rooms, they had like kimonos. I thought that was really strange. But like Hawaii is like a massive uh, tourist destination for Japanese tourists. So that's 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 probably why I I learned that recently. Um, So. In terms of the clothing, like, is there any sort of up, like uh, release window? Is there like, is it a limited time release that they're, they're so going to be doing? I'm it? actually not sure. I think I believe they said it was going to be in um, February. To be honest, um, mm. yeah, yeah, February. they did say that February. it was going to be around <laughs> February time. I believe. Oh shit. So it's not just clothing either. It's uh, gonna cover some nice furniture. It's gonna cover some. Let's have a look. Okay, so you've got various like items. You've got clothing, including hats, which just sounds quite cool. Even like warrior's hats. So this is actually something they've done in past games as well. It looks like. What they've included Mario, um, they've included Mario stuff in Animal Crossing, yeah. and then all of the stuff. You know what? I'm I'm looking forward to. So I've still yet to have a reason to go back <laughs> to Animal Crossing New Horizons. I really want to, but I'm scared that the villagers are gonna like burn me at the stake. Now, I've been. Yeah, so I mean, like I've kind of just amassed a small fortune and like amassed like many many Nook Miles tickets, and I've just kind of tore down everything in my village so if I ever were to return to it I could just like build it I think up from scratch again so mine's like super barren at the moment but it's just knowing you'd be going back and having a million weeds to deal with really doesn't make me feel do you know what it was was because I think I stopped playing because towards the towards the end of my playing days with it I, I was just like man I wake up every day and this is me in real life by the way I wake up every day I go to work and then in my break at work I'll go onto Animal Crossing I'll do the same like go around farming all the uh, all the different things that I farm like the rocks and the and the, the fruits and stuff I sell them make some money and you know it's like rinse and repeat and I think I just I, I stopped appreciating the routine after yeah a while. Oh. I just had a proper look. Um, so the actual event um, is actually scheduled for March 2021, so this March. And the actual release date is March 10th, okay. the day after my birthday. So thank you, Nintendo, for that. Which is pretty sweet. Oh. All right, then. That is pretty sweet. 
I, d- I doubt they did that on purpose. Yeah, let's let's pretend they did it on purpose. <laughs> let's let's just pretend for for like my sake. <laughs> but um, with uh, talking about Mario, uh, if if that's what you got with the, mm-hmm. the news item there, uh, talking about Mario. So we've got I've written 3D Wells coming out tomorrow because uh, even though I thought it was a Tuesday, for some reason I thought yeah. it was also Thursday. And um, 3D World is actually coming out on Friday. So Man, three, your, your concept of time is just shot. <laughs> it really is. And, and one part of that is because I'm on the late shifts this week. But the other half is because, well, like, since being in lockdown, um, I, yeah, I've just lost the bearing on time and, and or space. I do, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, yeah, I get you, man. We're all in the same boat. We've all... Time's just become one massive blur, hasn't it? It really is. Um, it's like we're kind of... I feel like we're wasting away our 20s. I mean, not like we would have yeah. done much with yeah, it Yeah, anyway. like you mentioned, we were going <laughs> to squander that time anyway, weren't we? Yeah, but we would have squandered it by our own choice. That's it. That's the key. Oh, well. As long as, as, long as we can we can contribute to getting everyone out of this fucking Oh, man, that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> but, uh... But like dour new dour life aside, um, 3D World is out on Friday. The re-release of the Wii U game from about six years ago, I think. I think it was 2014. It came out. So um, I found out earlier from Nintendo Life. Apparently, 3D World was like the second best. Yeah, it did Wii fantastically. U game. It really um, did, and like, it is the ratings were quite pretty amazing. Also, weren't weren't they? Yeah, the ratings were really good. Like the ratings on most first um, party Mario games generally speaking like all the platformers are very highly rated yeah, yeah they're solid out, they're they? solid um, they, they, they're mm. so well received and like across like so, all, like every pretty much age group are manageable, manageable really aren't they hmm the only one I think uh, the only exception I can think of is yeah maybe Sunshine, Sunshine does come to which mind which I think didn't do as well ratings wise when it came out because people were like what mm. the fuck is this <laughs> and and let's be honest like the game it's probably the least polished out of all of those Mario games no I, I'd uh, say so yeah yeah I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely agree with you on that one like we saw the number of glitches that we saw like the number of glitches I ended up finding on, on the internet over the after the 3D All-Stars came out it makes me think that maybe Super Mario Sunshine was like a precursor to Cyberpunk <laughs> 2077. Maybe it just paved the way. The, the number of times people would just fall through the floor is it kind of... If that happened to me, I would be really angry. But it's very funny to oh, see man, it happen to other people. Oh, it is kind of people. hilarious in its own special way, isn't it? <laughs> but no, I am looking forward to 3D World, you know, man. The four-player four co-op. Like, I've, I didn't own a Wii U, obviously. No, Not many people did. And I'm really looking forward to being able to play this and playing it in four-player and then also getting to test out Bowser's Fury. I think we mentioned it a few weeks ago that Bowser's Fury is kind of like the lost DLC for Super Mario Odyssey that we never got. So it'll be interesting mm. to see what that's about. Um, from what I understand, it's just like one giant... Uh, play area yeah it kind of just looks like one kind of massive open world kind of area where you're just um, collecting these kind of shine coins kind of things Um, I'm quite interested to see what the story behind it is to be honest especially with Bowser in the state that he's actually in I'd love to see the actual the actual story behind it 
So from what I understand, um, something has made Bowser yeah. go crazy, crazy, yeah. more than normal, and it's so bad that like even his son Bowser Junior is is teaming up with Mario. Basically, just like we need to kick him back into back into being just slightly crazy as I, opposed to being. I like how Bowser Junior um, decided to do something about it. Well, the Koopa kids are like, nah, it's cool. <laughs> You know, I don't think the Koopa Kids are actually yeah, his Yeah, they're, they're very much his underlings, aren't they? They just call the Koopa Kids. Yeah, they're more they're more his lackey. It's like, it's it's like um, they're the lieutenants, the lieutenants mm. in his army, but he also refers to them as his children. That's <laughs> uh, a bit strange. I mean, let's be honest. The it's the entire thing's a bit of a weird relationship, isn't it? Yeah, that is very true. Um. The next piece of news, uh, you've, you've got this Yeah, one. so super exciting news, especially considering we've covered the anniversary of Zelda uh, just on the, on Sunday, wasn't it? We've, we recorded that episode. Um, yeah, so apparently yeah. Um, fans have found out that um, Nintendo have filed trademarks um, under The Legend of Zelda, and which has sparked a lot of interest regarding um, some people floating ideas. Mm-hmm. This very well could be for... Um, the 35th anniversary, basically, uh, is what we're looking at. Uh, apparently in Australia, what they've seen is the trademarks have been for Phantom Hourglass, so our predictions were pretty wrong. So we could be looking... <laughs> if I mean, these, if are true. these are true. I mean, a similar pattern happened yeah. uh, with uh, Super Mario um, just before the anniversary. Nintendo again started uh, for filing for um, trademarks under the under some certain Mario names. So we could be in for a treat. I know uh, Phantom Hourglass isn't the game that most people enjoy, but God damn it, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play it. Is that the one where you control the whole thing with yeah, the, with the you, stick? Yeah, you control with Link the, with the stylus, uh, and it's the sequel stylus. from Wind Waker, yeah. direct sequel from Wind Waker. Um, a little bit repetitive times when you go into the, I forget what it's called, the Ocean Temple, I think. Um, a little bit repetitive times, but I still found it really enjoyable. It was cute to look at, it was fun to play, and the music was pretty great. Huh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's one I just never... So, like, when I decided to, when I got into the Zelda, like, that's one I just, I keep forgetting exists, to be honest. And because it's on a, it's the, it's arguably the one of the more gimmicky ones, isn't it, being controlled by the stylus. It's also a bitch to emulate. It's not something that you'd want to really go back to. No, no, as often. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But, um, I, it's worth dipping your toe in, honestly. It's, it's a fairly short game. Um, the dungeons can be quite challenging at times. Some of the mechanics were quite interesting. It has like little bits of stealth section when you're hiding from these weird kind of guardian kind of characters. It's it's good fun, I think. It's worth a try. How how does combat work? So if you've got your hand all the time on the touchscreen with the stylus, is the combat with like the No, so the com so you're Facebook? literally dragging the stylus where you want Link to walk and you're kinda just swiping other enemies you want Link to slash at. You draw a circle around him to a spin attack. It's it's quite interesting. It's interesting mechanic. Sounds very cumbersome. I think so, but it works quite well, I think. Um, it, it's great that the actual um, DS screen is quite responsive to the stylus, so it works quite well, really. Okay. 
Well, that's one I might give a go. Well, especially if they mm. do some sort of anniversary um, celebration of it, it'd be interesting to see what they do. I, I have no idea. To be, to be honest, the they could, they like could a, literally uh, do something like Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass, and Spirit Tracks as like a bundle, or just release them separately because it follows the same timeline, and yeah, could very well. But how do you transpose that gameplay onto a Switch? where the motion controls aren't as responsive and also that doesn't make like it wouldn't make any sense as to how it would yeah. control in my head because at least with the games which use mm. the pointer from the Wii um, they just kind of compensate for that by making the Joy-Cons pointers and or touchscreen whereas when you're the, the, the stylus is a lot more responsive because it's literally you're touching you're physically touching yeah, the screen yeah so they definitely have to I don't think it'd work with touchscreens um, mechanics would work to be honest I think they'll have to transpose those controls onto the buttons I think we just remap it entirely that's so confusing yeah at that point you're basically killing mm. the game's main gimmick but then you know if you're in it for the story then you're in it for the story anyway it's just hard to imagine in my opinion yeah I I don't know. They could pull something out of the hat. We we don't know of Nintendo. Like they keep their cards so close to their chest, it's hard to say what they will or won't do, isn't it? They really do. It's, I mean, we'll go more into this when we're discussing, as we like discussed last time. But when we're discussing the mm. other anniversaries they have, we we're just guessing and pulling and pulling ideas out of our asses because we don't have any sort of concrete proof. No, as to I mean, like, let's be honest. It's like Link Link's <laughs> Awakening that came out of nowhere. And whatever they come out with, quite frankly, we're so attention starved. We're just grateful for any kind of scraps. <laughs> so Link's Awakening would have been revealed two years ago, like around this time. That's a bit of that a really mindfuck, is. isn't it? That really <laughs> is. God, that's, that's so weird to think. Man, Link's Awakening, I still don't own yeah, for you, myself. You borrowed my copy, great. but... It, it's uh, I'd definitely recommend playing it because it's so fun and it's gorgeous to look at and the sounds the soundtrack was amazing too wasn't it yeah that was the first um, that was the first that soundtrack was like nostalgic even though mm. I don't have nostalgia for that game it's, I still felt nostalgic um, like uh, I don't remember the character's names but like you know the, the main girl when she when she's in Marin, I forget because Malin is either Malin or Marin because <laughs> yeah one's, one's in Ocarina yeah, of Time but the names are so yeah. similar I get those two confused because it's a play on oh wait Ocarina no I know it it's, Twitch, it is Malin because Marin is in Ocarina of Time and her father's called Talon yeah Taron and then but then even in Link's Awakening it's Malin and yeah. Talon isn't it it's yeah, it's it's yeah, bit of a yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. I remember she like she had her theme was really like nostalgic again. It, for it was beautiful, wasn't it? For. That, that Link's Awakening, it really was. There was that scene where she's singing to the animals, and I was like, oh, this is great. I love this. And the art mm. style really played into that sort of mystique to it. I um, I um, I think that was a first ever top-down Zelda it, IP. It, it was a good one. To, it was good. I think probably the good like first one for you to play as well. I think because it's it's just quite accessible really, and they updated the game quite well. I think also. Um, yeah, I mean having 
all of the buttons available to you yeah. really does help that game. That was the big criticism of the original, is that you had to individually equip like the sword and the shield, but then you also had to equip the the um, the jumping boots and the running boots, and it's like you're just constantly pausing the game, equipping something, and then unpausing it, and, un- and then using it, and then pausing it again to then equip new items, and it gets very really cumbersome does. very really quickly does. when you're doing that. Yeah, it shoots. Yeah, so going from some very exciting news to some extremely mm. worrying news, uh, the apparently the PS Five DualSense is the latest controller that potentially has some drift issues. Uh, this was I saw yeah. it was in Kotaku. Um, this terrifies me to no end. I feel like I we, we just can't fucking escape this. Yeah, I saw this news this morning and my heart just dropped because I actually saw this news um, through IGN, their little YouTube um, their little YouTube shorts they do, and my heart just sank. And now I've mm. just I've been playing um, the Marvel Spider Man today on the PS Five, and god damn it, I'm just kind of eyeing my controller suspiciously. I know what you mean. Is why why is it that you know you're spending like three four times as more for a controller than you mm. used to back in like the PS2 games, and yet those were yeah. fucking indestructible, and these it's like that there's like things wrong with it out out of the box. It's just it's so frustrating. I mean, like, think really about is. the PS2 controller. That was so ridiculously robust, like. You could use it to like bludgeon player two to like half to death with if like they pissed you off. It was a weapon in its own way. It was so sturdy. Like I was joking to you, it's probably what Kane used to kill Abel. It's like inc- it's incredibly strong, so durable. But oh god damn it! And if I have to send my PS Five controller off to get repaired, I'd be so disappointed. You'd be pretty fucking angry, especially because you can't put no, the PS5 you can't. In you really can't. There's no other way around it, is it? Unfortunately. Ugh. No, it's um, it, it's genuinely very frustrating. Like I know we we're sounding quite mopey about it, but it is very frustrating because you know we paid what seventy pounds for a you pay seventy pounds for a controller, ish, and then for it to 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 think. To even have the potential of it going wrong and drifting like that, um, it's it does kind of put you off from using it, which is obviously defeating the purpose of buying it in the first place. Now a lot of I know people might be saying, well, the um, like for example the 360 and Xbox One controllers used to drift, and the PS4 one sometimes did, but you know, uh, at some point we need to mm-hmm. stop making excuses for hardware and just say, well. Um, if it's drifting, then that shouldn't like that. That shouldn't be happening from the offset. We should fight against it more, as opposed to saying, "Well, it used to happen with these, and therefore it's okay that it happens." With, like, no, two wrongs don't yeah. make a right. Um, and as we said, like the the old school controllers. Like, have you ever seen a fucking N sixty four controller with Joy Con? Exactly, drifts? exactly. No, I mean, because like, those it, things were rough. It's as quite fun. a simple design flaw altogether, and there has to be a way you can engineer around it. Let's be honest. Because all games are played yeah. with the joysticks, yeah. basically. All 3D games, at least. I mean, I play a fair number of 2D games, and for 2D games, I use the D-pad. But joysticks are predominantly what you're using. So, I don't know. I don't understand how... I, I get worried sometimes that 
they intro- they they overlook these sorts of flaws because they're so focused on in- of like cramming as much technology mm. as they can into the controller that they they forget about the simple things sometimes and like a really durable joystick is such a key to um to somebody who plays games all the it time. It really is. It really right? is. And let's be honest, if that goes to shit, what are you going to do? Well, that's the thing. Like a cynical part of me thinks that maybe are they are they purposefully making them with the potential to be faulty so that people buy more? I mean, obviously that would be a hell of a conspiracy. I doubt it's actually the case, but it's just very frustrating. What I don't understand is that Sony, you just watched Nintendo get like a fucking class action, two class action lawsuits yeah. threatened against them, and yet you'd be willing to overlook that. I don't understand. Yeah, how, why, why would you from. set yourself up for this fail? Because you are literally going to end up facing similar lawsuits um, eventually. Mm-hmm. And there will yeah. be precedent by yeah. that point. Yeah, without a doubt, they definitely will yeah. be. So, uh, yeah, Sony look forward to some lawsuits, basically. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, this is all, all rumours, by the way. This is from Kotaku. Um, we're just reporting on what we've read when we're saying that if it is the case, then this is how we feel. But if it's not, then you know what? We win anyway. True. So win-win. <laughs> Interesting enough, about the uh, uh, PS5 controller, apparently Sony has filed some patents for, for patents, even. Um, for uh, like a paddle, um, I know, right? Okay. <laughs> um, uh, they filed for some patents for like a paddle system to attach uh, to the underside of the controller, so which you can map kind of. Uh, it's like these uh, paddles which you can attach to the underside of the controller and basically map buttons to. Okay, so it's kind of like you touch specific areas and those Basically, become yeah. buttons. To, to the, to the underside of the controller. Like Apparently they did a similar thing for the PS4 as well. Um, but yeah, hmm. it's something they've actually filed a patent for and could be coming in the future. Huh, I have no idea. That sounds like something that's not as Yeah, as I mean, it, <laughs> suppose it makes it easier if you're doing specific games, you want to f- use the fingers you're not being used on the underside of the controller so we'll see what happens the donkey Kong oh, mate, that'd be cool that'd be cool <laughs> as fuck we need we need more controllers like that we need more games with donkey kong bunga functionality that's that's i one one day when i have a child i'm gonna show them show them the donkey kong bongas and say this this is the reason why you were born to play these and try and, f- and focus on making sure that everything and everything in life can involve these, these bongas. I, I remember I seeing um, news articles <laughs> about someone who managed to beat Sekiro um, using uh, the Donkey yeah. Kong bongos. I don't know how, but goddamn, that's... A... I think we brought this up last time we like, brought it's, up it's the Donkey Kong bongos. It's, it's something I'm never going to forget. Like, whenever someone mentions the, bong- the bongos, having played Sekiro now, like, I'm just, like, even more amazed by it. <laughs> but the Donkey Kong bongos, like, we, we've mentioned them a fair few times during these podcasts. And, like, it's also the Donkey Kong bongos, they're always called that entire sentence. It's never just bongos, it's never just... It's like Bongos by Donkey Kong is kind of like his equivalent of Beats by Dre. (laughs) Bongos by Donkey Kong. 
love somebody make a logo and and send that in to us I'd love to see that like a bongos by Donkey Kong bongos by DK that that sounds amazing that does sound amazing Um, so what else in the Um, news Uh, Super Mario fans have apparently uh, remastered the uh, soundtrack to Super Mario World apparently Huh. So, so yeah, so basically they <laughs> compiled the uncompressed versions, they took all the samples from leaks, and they made them all, in, put them all basically high def. Wait, so we can, I'm sure we, between us, we can list off all of the we probably could. In, in the Super Mario world. No, it goes like... And then there's like the menacing version of that where it's like... Oh man, that's like my favourite like dungeon theme from, from Super Mario. It's so, so good. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? It's um the the so it's the same song that they play yeah. at different paces yeah. like Kondo. he he played at different paces and gave and gave us four different themes um what other songs are there from that game there there are a, a, like maybe six or seven aren't there Base, altogether basically the yeah <laughs> um I've got I can't really name them all to be honest um there's there's somewhere there's well, somewhere in my head because I've played that game theme. so many goddamn times um mm. The dungeon theme, the athletic theme, the cave theme, and the um, yeah. like the normal theme. I think my favorite thing about some of the themes is that yeah. they get like an added kind of like beat to them whenever you ride Yoshi. Yoshi, yeah, it's yeah. like the drum beat. Uh, drum beat is yeah, like, the, the, the bongos. Is Donkey Kong playing the bongos in the background? <laughs> Donkey's just like we used to be enemies, but now I'm your player. Your drum it, it's it's perfect <laughs> in its own little way, isn't it? <laughs> That really is. That's cool, though. I mean, I love the, I love the passion that people mm. show for these sorts of things, where they end up coming and like remaking, um, re- remastering and remaking soundtracks, remaking games, and in their own image. It's really cool to see. Um, it's it's nice knowing that we're not alone in the world when it comes to being this yeah, fucking so, nerdy. Yeah, so that's so true, man. <laughs> and like, they put all their creative energy and they produce something amazing, like. It's all apparently on a certain YouTuber's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, if you do a little research, you probably dig it out and find it yourself. But it's, I imagine it's... Uh, except, except except you, Nintendo, don't do that because we exactly. know you're just going to take them down. And we don't want you to do that. Dude, I was thinking about this the other day. Like If Nintendo's, if Nintendo's corporate... Um, if Nintendo's corporate people had like a theme song, it would be "Shut Them Down" shut by them Public down, Enemy. Shut them down. Yeah, definitely. That would that would <laughs> completely be it. Uh, like <laughs> emulate websites. Shut them down. <laughs> shut them down. Shut them. Shut them down. It's like that's what that's what Flavor Flavor is doing now. You remember how Bernie Sanders made Public oh, yeah. Enemy split up? <laughs> so that's what Flavor Flavor is doing now. He's part of Nintendo's corporate lawyers. And any time they go to take something down, he's behind them going, shut him down, <laughs> shut him, shut him down. Hey, I imagine that probably is actually what Flavor Flav's doing, because he needs something aside aside from drugs to do. <laughs> um, going from Mario mm-hmm. to his blue rival, 
uh, we have got confirmation today that the Sonic movie is coming out for April 2022. Those mm-hmm. are something we were expecting and we speculated on in Sunday's episode. Uh, and now we have official yeah. confirmation. It's really cool. April. Pretty much two years. They've put out a little logo for it as well, which is really cool. Um, yeah. I wonder if it takes place, like, immediately after the first film, or if it's, like, taking place in the it, Sonic 2 universe where nobody I mean, speaks and they're running through like chemical plants. It takes place directly afterwards because towards the end of the film, you get a glimpse of Tails, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, spoilers for Sonic. <laughs> yeah, so. So you. <laughs> You, you get a, a glimpse of Tails, who's for some reason looking for Sonic, and what's the what's what's the? <laughs> you, you you say that like it's because you know Sonic, but why would you even bother looking for Sonic? If I mean, I mean, like, like, thank God, <laughs> he's, because he's in the actual film, like you see Sonic being raised from basically a small baby to like a child. I guess he's still a child, and in no point throughout his childhood mm. does he mention being friends with a two-tailed fox. Well, what's strange about it is, like, I'm pretty sure um, they introduce the film and he's, like, being mm. raised by the an owl. right? Oh, no, he, he gets yeah. attacked by the But he's been raised by an owl. Uh, yes, he's being raised by an owl and he's getting attacked by, like, Knuckles' people. And um, he mm. escapes as a child and then grows yeah. up in, like, the real world, which means Tails remembers him from when he was really young and only now has bothered to go I look mean, for him. Even though Tails is, like, a lot younger than Sonic, I'm pretty sure Tails is supposed yeah, to be, like, Yeah, so unless tackle. someone's told Tails about Sonic, and that's why he's looking for him, because he needs help to save something, I have no idea. I'm just kind of pulling this out of my ass. Tails... Have you ever played a Sonic, like a, a 3D, 3D Sonic, Sonic game? game. Um, I played, what was it called? Sonic Heroes? Dude, Sonic fucking Heroes. So that that was my first uh, introduction to the Sonic franchise as well, Sonic Heroes on the PS2. It was one of the most... Yeah, it was like one of the most buggiest games I've ever played in my life. It was so bad, it controlled like shit. And um, it was it was really bad, like rough around the edges. And I thought this is just how Sonic games are. Um, but Tails had probably the worst fucking voice I, in that game. I just... He, he sounded I so just remember, annoying. Because like, I remember getting the game for like five quid. Uh, or something so like I'm like yeah cool so I'm getting five quid this yeah paid too much I went I had no concept of it being good like I was like yeah cool five quid why not so yeah get home put put into PlayStation 2 starts playing the fucking theme I'm like oh my god this theme's fucking awful awful Sonic Heroes Sonic yeah I know I've been every time a Sonic game comes out I sing the name of that Sonic game but in Heroes' theme song so every like, when I bought Generations it was like Sonic Generations Sonic it's 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 a theme that even if you don't yeah, like it it will stay in your head and it will be the de facto yeah, song for Sonic it's forever. too catchy though that's the thing so if you if anybody listening out there just do yourself a favour <laughs> never play Sonic Heroes because you're never going to forget the title theme <laughs> and it's going to plague you for the rest of your life. You're, you'll be on your deathbed and th- the song's just, God, the song's I, just I, going I to drift into your mind. <laughs> I very distinctly remember being 10 years old and playing that game for the first time. Like That was one of my childhood memories of... I, I recall uh, where I was and stuff when I was playing it and, and, and uh, I, I remember distinctly 
playing it and finding it really annoying at times and I don't know man like it wasn't a good introduction to the Sonic franchise but it got there in the yeah, end it was awful it was awful it really was the last item on the news list is something you're probably going to need Which to take charge is, on <laughs> so one of the voice actors um, ha- from Hunter Hunter um, has posted some stuff uh, a lot of it was in Japanese, but the stuff that has been translated, um, people are thinking it is hinting at a possible return of the anime. You say hinting. Hinter, hinter. Yes, indeed. That is awful. Why did you say that? <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, people are thinking it's hinting to a possible return of the anime. Sorry, hinter, oh, God, that's hinter. That's that's <laughs> so, yeah. Possible return of the anime, which is kind of interesting considering that the um, manga hasn't exactly progressed too far. Um, but could they actually just be thinking of maybe just redoing the series? We don't know, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. So, did Hunter Hunter already get its Kai treatment? Like, where it gets short, uh, it, it like gets a better, more compressed version, which. Uh, follows the manga closer I, I thought I always no thought so did. it basically gets um, a reboot it's completely follows this the manga like the initial one did um, but mm. yeah it's slightly longer it f- progresses further of course because more chapters of the manga have been published by the time it was uh, redone um, and to be honest I oh. actually really enjoyed both versions of them actually um, definitely worth a watch it'll be interesting to see what actually happens I really do hope they, it has a return in some form because it's such an interesting world I've got to say it's really worth really, really worth exploring oh good okay well, I, that's another one that I always have to get to at some point but it's another one which I'll obviously be. I don't know. I don't know how where to rank all of these anime when it comes to like the backlog of things I need to do. To be honest, so sometimes I find it a little bit overwhelming because I've got too many that to catch up on. I mean, like, <laughs> I try not to bite off more than I can chew. But currently, I've got like five seasons ongoing, which I'm doing my best to keep on top of. <laughs> it's it's very impressive. Yeah, but put it this way, I've got. I've got even more mangas that I'm trying to keep on top of, but I'm currently like five chapters behind on everything. <laughs> it's like your whole, you're half-assing too many, and that means you're not. Yeah, but anything. occasionally during my night shifts, I'll just have like a binge, and I'll just catch up on everything again. That's a good point. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I think that's about it for the news. No, I think that's about really. I think that's probably our longest uh, news roundup we've ever actually had. I have no idea. I don't know how long that was. I know one of them was like oh, 30 wow. minutes. Once. That's pretty cool. That's like that's almost like one episode of anime. <laughs> like concision is not our speciality and I know specifically that sometimes it takes ages for us to get to the main topic, which which is fine because I enjoy the news roundups. I think they're always a fun change of pace from like especially the old format where we used to just go in completely unstructured and just talk and as much fun as that was, we just ended up having we le- we le- one yeah. we left a lot on the table, um, and two freeballing anything, even if you're like a professional freeballing something no, isn't a good it's idea. No, really not. Just, just you, 
you will come out with an yeah. unstructured mess that people just don't like. Go back and listen to some of the early episodes, and yeah, sometimes we sound we sound interesting, but sometimes it's like you guys are. Uh, no, get that's to very it's very true. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna pick off from where we were back in last episode, where we did a a. What we were effectively doing is we were going through each and every month and talking about the various gaming industries that were coming up mm-hmm. this year in 2021. Um, and last time we did from January to June, so we thought we may as well finish off the other half of the year. Um, so let's pick it up. Literally, if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched, if you haven't listened to the last episode, then I'd highly recommend going back because spoilers for um, spoilers for how years work. Um, we're now spoiling what month comes after July, after June. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to get spoiled, then go back. And I, f- I feel slightly episodes. bad because we uh, finished so in June, and the last one in June is Frogger. Frogger, yeah, we sh- we just we finished with Frogger and we <laughs> shat on Frogger and then left it. Uh, <laughs> we we left it with it's Frogger or Kaiju. And we started talking a little bit about that instead of the actual game's quality because we just didn't yeah, give a shit Yeah, my experience with Frogger... See, see the last episode, but it's practically non-existent. And I think I'd probably like to keep it that way. And seriously, write into us if you think Frogger counts as a kaiju. If it's the size of a car and it's a frog, it's yeah, I'd say a so. kaiju. Um, oddly, oddly... Uh, the two, the two that we shat on the most last week, or the two that we were kind of the most dismissive about, were Frogger and Battletoads. So I don't know. Maybe it's like us. We don't. Yeah, like I think amphibians. we're probably making loads of enemies in there, kind of the amph- amphibian and fandoms. There, I can't even say the word amphibian fandoms. <laughs> it's like the only enemies we are yet to, the only, the only creatures we are yet to shit on are the tadpoles. But we'll get to you later when we do Pokemon Gen One. And we'll we'll give our true opinions on Poliwag, um, but yeah, July. Let's kick it off. So, uh, the Donkey Kong arcade game. So this is the original Donkey Kong arcade game. This is turning forty years old in God July. Damn man, forty years old. That's such an incredible milestone, isn't it? I know. Do you remember when that came out? I How was we minus. Yeah. Minus 36. That's, that's awful, no, math. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Why did I think we were born in the year 2000? Oh, well. Okay, let's pretend we were born in the year 2000. Yeah, minus, oh, we minus That's back. incredible. No. Um, yeah, but <laughs> think about all the industry... Think about all the... Everything in gaming kind of owes... Well, everything to the Donkey Kong arcades, doesn't it? Yeah, so um, for people who don't know, uh, in 1983 there was a big video game crash uh, because of because of a flood of the market of really low quality games for the Atari, and uh, it ended up just killing the industry. And like one of the one of the big no- known game yeah. factors like ET, um, and then essentially Nintendo Miyamoto they they came out with Super Mario Bros and uh, Donkey Kong rather and that then spawned Super Mario Bros and basically those games effectively saved the industry it got gaming back to back to being like a, not, of a, yeah. not a disgrace it of basically industry. injected confidence back into the industry and made it it proved that it was an actual a viable industry that could be expanded upon 
and it basically it basically yeah, laid I mean, the foundations for everything we have today, hasn't it? Effectively, yeah, and we owe a lot to those, to those to well those games, but like Donkey Kong. 40 years ago, the Donkey Kong arcade game is is reputable because of what it stands for. I mean, have you played it? It's really, really kind of... Um, I found it quite challenging. <laughs> like... Yes, I, I did not enjoy it. I was playing it, and I'm like, man, this... Do you know what really bugged me? It was the noise that Mario makes when he runs. Yeah, it it's is. just ear really is. to the point where I was like, I can't play more than one level, because, like, he's, he's running, and he's going... Mm. <laughs> It's like a dolphin being It sounds murdered. like a dolphin that's been dragged across the floor. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> but um, It sounds like a dolphin being bludgeoned. But ladies and gentlemen, the that was the foundation <laughs> for gaming everywhere, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. So it was good to touch on to that. Um, to something a little bit more contemporary, still in July. Uh, this one's a little bit more sort of personal for us, but Pokemon Go was turning five in July. Um, I know that kind of breaks the breaks the rule of like mm-hmm. the defining franchise game, but let's be honest, I feel like this one's worth a mention uh, purely because of yeah, how Yeah, I mean, let's face it, it was such, 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 a, such, a, such a sensation. I can't do alliteration today. Um, so such a sensation when it actually dropped. Uh, it had such a big impact on that summer. Everyone was out and about. It was the complete opposite of what we're currently doing under a pandemic but god damn it it was so fun and to think it's that was five years ago (sighs) for from what i understand uh pokemon go is the first of its kind like we we never had like these geofenced Mm -hmm. proximity games before and then pokemon go came out and all of a sudden we were like exploring actual parks because we heard that like they had dojos and shit and it's like ah i've never been to some of these parks we we were literally exploring our own backyard and Going out about meeting up specifically, walking around it and during the summer in the middle of the night. Uh, it's really quite cool. Mm. Really quite cool. If it was it made like the the darker times that yeah. were to come. Uh, you know, you came off the back of Pokemon Go, so you're thinking, okay, fine, like maybe we deserve mm-hmm. some some bad things to happen uh, in our lives. After it was that. an amazing it was summer. A good it summer. really was, <laughs> and just catching Gen One Pokemon was so cool. It was so cool. Um, mm. One thing I really remember, really, one thing I really, really remember, I remember me and you and another friend of ours just walking along one of the parks in, in the middle of the night, walking up, um, just outside of it, mm. um, and in the middle of the park, in a really dark sex- section, someone posted a lure in the middle of the park where there was no light whatsoever. <laughs> And it looked it looked really dodgy as hell, but we we were stood there contemplating: <laughs> should we go check out this lure, or like, do we, we not want to? Or should we get? <laughs> should we check out this lure and get killed and stabbed, or stabbed. should we just carry on going this way? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of um, weighing up your safety and and going and catching Pokemon because what what people would do I think people it was died a scandal back then, but what people would do is they would. People like they would they would put laws out in the middle of parks, and then people would go to those laws, and then yeah. like they'd get mugged and shit, yeah. <laughs> which isn't great. Very exploitative of a children's game, but at the same time, why yeah. would you go? Yeah, it's so <laughs> true. Uh, it's it's weird to think that was that, like this was a thing because like in the situation we are currently, it's hard to imagine 
going back to that, to be honest. I really wish Pokemon Go made a comeback after that one summer, because if the fun we all had, like, and how mm. widely accepted it was for everyone to be yeah. going out and doing it, right? Um, whereas, like, it, there was this really crazy community feeling that I've mm. never had with the Pokemon And, like, you'd walk, you'd walk past someone, and <laughs> you'd see they'd be in Pokemon Go, and you'd tell them, oh, yeah, there's, like, a slow poke down that way, and I'd be like, yeah, cool, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I mean we um or like when we were running we're like I had the stommies by the pond and we'd run there and then people yeah. would hear us and they'd start running and it's like you know you'd think we were crazy but it was so and people who don't understand the buzz about the Pokemon like they're probably thinking what's wrong with all these crazy people yeah, really but it was, was so much fun and like the, the nights where we'd go to like near the uni buildings and um the quads and stuff yeah and then everyone just, everyone would be out, out it, it was such a cool feeling Mm. like that is something I miss so much especially because of the predicament we are, we find yeah. ourselves in right now um, it's it's like those were really good times and I kind of I, I appreciated that for back when it was a thing um, but I don't know man like it's it's sad looking back to it now considering what, we, yeah. what we're dealing with at the moment um, it also this is the only this is the only anniversary that like we were really around for mm. um, on the list because all the other ones we were yeah. either too young or weren't born yet when they became a thing except for maybe which one. one's that I mean uh, we'll get to it in a bit of, we'll, we'll get to it in a, in a little bit um, do you want to yeah let's do it August is so we got Golden Sun in August August Marking its twentieth uh, anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, have you only played any of the uh, Golden Sun games at all? Yeah, um, so I played a little bit of the Golden Sun on the Game Boy Advance, and for a Game Boy Advance RPG, it looks pretty great. And like, it's a, it's a fun little RPG. Um, obviously, didn't play it back in the day because I was a bit young for it, but it's something. I think is worth going back to, but I also think if it was accessible, then yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mm. go out of my way to play it. But I think it's 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 worth mentioning. Nevertheless, it was a Game Boy Advance yeah. launch title that um, that really set the tone for like the graphical mm. capabilities of the Game Boy Advance. It um, it was made by Camelot, uh, the the company who make all of the Mario Tennis games. So what's, what's quite weird is that back in the Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. era and Game Boy Color era of Mario Tennis, those games are RPGs, weirdly enough. And the Game Boy Advance versions of uh, Mario Tennis, you can see that they're built on the Golden Sun engine because the RPGs look exactly like Golden Sun. Um, Golden Sun did go and get a couple of sequels. Uh, there's like Dark Dawn and then the other one, which is on the DS. And then it ha- they, we haven't had a game in quite a while. Um, from what I understand, I think it's because a, the story's finished. I don't really know too much about it. But yeah, I mean, what would you would you go back and give those games a go? I being an probably RPG nut? would actually try and explore them, to be honest. Um, I've got plenty of... Uh, I do have the GBA still. Um, I still have my DSi, which I put um, Game Boy Advance games into. Um, yeah, I'll check them out. I probably you probably yeah. could find them pretty cheap on eBay, to be honest. Um, I've, I'm just yeah, or you'll find them for like a crazy amount of money because of the way that ga- games are either yeah. really really dirty no or just ridiculously expensive. Yeah, there's no. In I between mean, I'm just having a look at Camelot now, but apparently they also did the Mario Golf games. 
Yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense actually. Mario yeah, Tennis and Mario Golf. Those are two sports I wouldn't associate with each other, even though they're both Mario sports games. I feel like tennis and golf I'm, are different enough. I know, like, that. tennis and golf, they're quite, um, how else can I, uh, describe it? Um, golf is more pedestrian. I'd say they're both tennis. quite kind of rich people games, to be honest. I don't know, how else would you... <laughs> They're, you hoity, mean like they're hoity-toity hoity. hoity sports <laughs> I was, I was going to say bourgeois but yeah <laughs> bougie sports hoity-toity sports to be fair we played a lot of tennis I've never played golf before I've played like but I know what you mean it's like these are the sports of like yeah definitely um, I'm having a look and yeah you can get uh, the Golden Dawn DS games for like 5 quid on eBay let's, let's have a look at the GBA ones oh. Well, 10 quid at that. So not bad my some of my Co- comes in the original box okay that's pretty good that's not oh okay maybe yeah, go, for it. go at some point actually this might be a bit of a collectible the um and, and from my sort of like experience with Golden Sun a lot of it is mm. comes from Smash Brothers as well uh, I, I know I, the assist the trophies Isaac yeah is a assist trophy yeah yeah Isaac's an assist trophy plus mm. you get all these different spirits which one of the spirits I use the most is Isaac from Dark Door, uh, whatever it's called, the DS game. Um, that one is really mm-hmm. good with like shooters because it, it powers up any projectiles that you shoot. So with someone like Mega Man, it powers up every one of his pellets. So I used to use that whenever I was uh, using, when I was fighting like a really really hard spirit in um, in Smash. I would use Mega Man and just keep spamming projectiles and keep really fucking far away from them because with Isaac's thing, it does absolutely I kind of did a similar thing. I always used Little Mac um, and I'd have um, Chun Li as my main spirit, um, which um, ups melee attacks. Mm. And then I'd have the rest of my spirits, which basically um, increase punch um, damage. So basically, one punch would do like 20% damage. <laughs> And given like given little max speed, I, but minus his poor recovery, just make him quite formidable. So I um yeah, because little Mac is like the strongest character in the game. It's just yeah, he's also he the worst at recovery. Mm-hmm. The, the the big trade off, but obviously, there's no in a game like Smash, strength doesn't mean too much. If no, you that's can't. very true. <laughs> um, with um when I was playing through World of Light. I spammed the same spirit throughout the whole game, which was mm. one of the Metal Gear ones, which turns you giant and metal. And and basically, I, I played through Marth, played through the whole thing with Marth, and basically, all you have to do is just start every every match, do one smash attack, and you take out, like, everyone else that's on the board because you're giant and metal. Man, that's, like, such abuse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a broken as hell. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I guess that's all I've got to say really for Golden Sun. Um, this next one's mm-hmm. a bit significant though. Uh, it is the thirty fifth anniversary of Metroid, the original from the NES. Um, and one big thing that I I, I want to point out here is Nintendo on, were on a little bit of a roll because the year mm-hmm. before they released Mario, and then 
they released Zelda in February and Metroid in August. So that was a few months between like some of the most defining mm. titles mean, it's, ever. It's pretty impressive. Like in terms of IPs, they were on a roll. Mm. They really were. They certainly they, went, yeah. they certainly went from like strength to strength. Point. It's it's pretty nuts and. Like, okay, so what's your experience with the Metroid series? Which ones do you prefer, the Prime or, like, the 2D ones? I'd say 2D ones. Really I mean, like, yeah, I, pl- I, I played mean, through, like, I think. bulk of the, G- the ones that came on GBA. Was that Fusions? Yeah, so Zero Mission is on there, and mm. that's the remake of the first game. Oh, yeah, Zero Mission is good. Talking about. Yeah, Fusions, and, uh, definitely played that one. And Fusion, yeah, which is the one with the... The one with like the you know the 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 anti Samus like evil mm. alien thing. That's um, yeah, sure. pretty good games. I definitely prefer the two D ones. I'm not sure about you. You, I think you probably look the same way, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think you know it's given a. So I mean, like I've talked enough about my love for mm. like Metroidvania, Castlevania, and Metroid's in the Metroid's the other half of that. Quite literally, um, I, I have, I'm not as into them as Castlevania uh, purely because mm. you don't like level up and stuff, and you don't get to play mm, around with weapons as much. Uh, I mean, one of the big things with Castlevania for me is that you get to like, you've got such a variety mm. of weapons that you can play with that it makes every playthrough a little bit different. Metroid is still a lot of fun, especially when you're exploring. Um, but it's just, yeah, I've not gravitated to it as much. The main one I've played is Zero Mission um, and a little bit uh, bits and bobs of Super. But Zero Mission I really, really liked. Um, but, yeah, that's another one on the Game Boy Advance. But, yeah, in terms of the original NES Metroid, like, this game has got a legacy for the reason. I mean, it's not aged particularly well I think Zero Mission if you are going to play this game Zero Mission yeah I think you're right to be honest I'm definitely with you on that one Um, it'll be interesting to see if they do anything for this anniversary I'm sure they probably will Um, you never know you might get lucky they might even drop uh, Metroid 4 they're not yeah, you never know. Year. Like Nintendo they've got their cards very close to their chest but they could drop something at least or might even be a trilogy of the uh, ones that have been previously released. So they were... Last time we had a trilogy of Metroid games, they were on the Wii, if I'm not mistaken, and they introduced motion controls to all of them, so I would be down with that. I think they were purposefully... Excuse me. I think they were purposefully holding Mm. off on the trilogy um, to introduce... To, to introduce it like before Metroid Prime 4 came out so that people can who haven't played it yet can mm. get reacquainted with the series or like acquainted with the series um, but obviously because of the delay to Metroid Prime 4 they probably delayed the the release of yeah, Trilogy I'm as well yeah I'm inclined to agree with you they probably like, have pushed it back it would make just sense. to yeah to get people because what they often do if you ever when, if you ever notice, like, the pattern when it comes to Nintendo Directs, like, when they're announcing a big title, they'll often announce the big yeah. title, which is coming, but then they'll be like, and coming out yeah. today is, like, these games, which you already know, and they're going to be out today. Is uh, No More yeah, Heroes did. did that recently, didn't they? They announced No More Heroes 3, and then they released the two first mm-hmm. two games on the eShop that day. Um, yeah. Luigi's Mansion did that. They, they announced mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion 3... Um, as they did yeah. the trailer for like one, for the remake of one. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just like they did the release in tandem with Metroid Prime Four due to how 
Um, it is like yeah, I think you're right to be honest. It it it's it's definitely Nintendo style to pull stuff like that, and and to be honest, it yeah. go it goes down quite well, doesn't it? You've got something to tantalize you, and then you've mm-hmm. got something to tie you over. Absolutely, it'd be cool if we did get like a, a anniversary mm-hmm. collection of like the two D ones. Though I, I'm not gonna lie, it'd be it'd be very cool if it had like a modern way mm-hmm. to play Zero Mission Infusion. Um, we already have Super on the Super on like the SNES online and the the SNES Classic, so I wouldn't expect them to do anything with that because they're not gonna they're not gonna charge people to play a Definitely game that they already that, offer for free. Wouldn't make any sense whatsoever, would it? <laughs> nah. Um, you want to move on to September? So we have Crash Bandicoot for September, celebrating its twenty five years, twenty fifth year. Um. um that's another one I didn't realize. Yeah, was I know, right? Real. It's uh, an amazing little milestone for our, our furry little friend, isn't it? Um, we've just been. It's they've just really was, nice. um, said they were going to release uh, Crash Four on, um, the Switch and PC, Switch and, and PC. they're doing it on PS Five also, which is quite cool. Um, mm. do you think they're going to do anything for this anniversary? Twenty five years is quite a. Yeah, substantial one. Um, I don't know what you could really do for it because, in terms of anniversary collections, you, you already do, yeah. have the Insane Trilogy, and um, that is available everywhere. So we're not the best ones. anniversary related, and they they they're the best ones. Yeah, and when it comes to like the the latest game Crash Four, well, that's been that was released in September. That's now going to get released on the Switch and PC, as you just said. Um, I I think that's kind of it. Like, what else can you really DLC do? DLC maybe release a new game, but at that point they're not. Yeah, maybe DLC, but again, is that like really how you celebrate a twenty fifth anniversary? I I don't know, but it would be very cool to get like Crash and Smash or something at, on the back of this. That'd be bad as f- that would be like so cool. That would be like bad as fuck. I think that'd. Go- Exactly. I feel like he's the the missing the missing. I think I'd go down really well. Um, he has he has the possibilities for like a quite an interesting move set. Um, he'd be quite yeah. a stubby character. Let's face it. <laughs> he'd be um, he I can he can I can imagine him being quite easy to like throw off the the stage. To be honest, yeah, I think he'd be probably a bit like little Mac. He'll probably be very quick. With bad recovery, mm. uh, I don't know. Mm. It could be. It would be interesting. But but then I guess, yeah, it would be very interesting to see what they would like map it out as if they did it. But I think they really should. Like Crash was the de facto um, mascot of the PlayStation mm. back in its heyday in the original PS One. So I like to think they will sort of like pay homage to that. Um, have you seen with Crash 4 it looks like for the Switch version they aren't like doing a port of the PS4 and Xbox version they're like they've actually remade assets to make sure it runs okay I think it's it's a smart move it's a smart move they've certainly had to adjust it um, Mm. to fit the Switch Um, I just hope that it plays well Crash 4 Crash 4 barely ran on a PS4, man. Like, the base PS4 that I was playing it on, it mm. did have a lot of issues. Um, so, 
on the PS5, it's absolutely fantastic so far. That when 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 I did finish it a couple of months ago, I remember thinking, yeah, it ran really well. It was a beautiful looking game. Uh, but my god, yeah, it, it was a bit of a mess so, on the PS4. So, so I don't know how interesting enough, you've got the PS4 version. version. Apparently, you can upgrade at no cost. I would like uh, to see what uh, they do with that. I have uninstalled it <laughs> because. I've already beaten mm. it, so I would have to reinstall it. But it'd be interesting to see what you get out of it because I beat the game already. I don't really plan no, to go back to it for a while. But um, the, I mean, like my overall opinions on Crash Four is that it's a it's a fun game to play from beginning to end, but it's not a game that you'd want to one hundred percent at all. And uh, like I think that kind of mm. kills the replayability a little bit for me. Um, I don't know, but it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what they do with the PS5 upgrades. Because I mean, the game is already gorgeous on a on a PS5, um, the P the PS4 version. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, what are you sort of like? Do you have any hopes? I'm not too crash? sure to be honest. I'm like like you said. I really don't know what they could do to celebrate this anniversary. Um, you've like you said. You've got the insane trilogy. Um, you've got Quest Four, which is really well received. Um, like you said, DLC probably isn't the way to celebrate an anniversary either, really. I mean, it's better than nothing, but 25 years, mm. you'd kind of want something substantial. You'd want something like with a lot of it, a fanfare, yeah. something to get excited about. And DLC probably doesn't quite cut it, does it? Knowing Activision, they'd probably be like, hey, to celebrate Crash's 25th anniversary... Here's like a bundle of the Insane Trilogy and Crash mm-hmm. Four. If you know, you know what I mean. Like they just bundle them together and say, and, and Crash Team Racing, and be like, here yeah, now you can buy all. I mean, of that these sounds games. quite cool. That's <laughs> a lot of bang for your buck. I'm sure that is already a bundle. Uh, I know they bundled Crash, Insane mm-hmm. Trilogy, and Spyro, Reignited, and then they also bundled uh, Spyro and Crash Team Racing. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. There aren't any other Crash games that they could remake either. Like, you know how we got the Insane Trilogy and then we got Crash Team Racing? There aren't any others. Like, Crash Bash was a bit of a mess. Um, and and I remember, do you ever see me playing that? It was, it, it was one of those games I beat for the sake of beating, but I didn't like while I played. Um, and... The other one is Wrath of Cortex, which everyone hates. So, like, why would they... I guess Twin Sanity is the, is the mm-hmm. ideal candidate, but Twin Sanity is so out there that I don't think they'd be able to... Like, I, I think they're just distancing themselves from, like, yeah, what I think used to be. I'm inclined to agree with you on that one, yeah. Um, so, what yeah. else have we got for September? Oh, this is a big one for you, Castlevania. Yeah. Um, so, we've got the 35th anniversary of Castlevania. So... I just want to point out once again, so in the same year, we had Zelda, Dragon Quest, um, Metroid, and Castlevania. They were all released, the original games were all released within, like, months of each other. That's pretty well, what nuts, a year. That's isn't incredible, it? isn't it? Now, what happened 35 years ago? Because clearly some people were very inspired that year. It's incredible, isn't it? It's these, like, <laughs> these, like... They're like titans of the, like, gaming, aren't they? They really are. Like, okay, so, logistically speaking, so we're in the mid-80s. Was that, like, big on LSD at the time? Is that, is that... 
Was that Cocoon was very big on the 80s. So, so fan theory. Fan theory is like fan of cocaine or fan of the games? Hey, but the cocaine was fueling the... Um, fan theory. The uh, gaming industry. Yeah, cocaine was fueling... Yeah, cocaine It's like the same dealer. It's because of like the same dealer that we got all of these different games because his like special batch of cocaine got to each of the individual <laughs> creators of these of these uh, franchises. And it's like a very, very good cocaine gave us all of these great uh, games. God bless, God bless cocaine. <laughs> like the 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 four, the four creators of these games. So it would have been Miyamoto, um, the person who came up with Castlevania, the person who came up with Dragon Quest, and Metroid. I think was that, that, that's e- that's even funnier considering how anti-drug people. Japan actually is. <laughs> yeah. It's like they all got together one night. They had they they all got like absolutely fucked up, and they were like, "Right, I'm gonna go." and make a game about Dracula and and the other one's like yes and I'm going to go make a game where you can do basically everything and run around the entire map all at once and then the other one's like I'm going to go and fight dragons like they were all saying they were going to do these things and then they accidentally just went inadvertently went and made games about them instead that'd be great that, 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 I think that actually just did actually happen that's the reason why we got all these amazing IPs I'm just going to quickly get my phone charger because my phone just said it's going to be on 20% while I'm talking to you. So I don't want it to die. Um, but obviously we can keep talking in the meantime. Um, so in terms of Castlevania, what are you... Do, do, do you like actually plan I mean, games? given how much you rave about them, I... I do want to. I mean, I trust your opinion. Hmm. And... I do have good opinions. Uh, I trust your opinion on the matter, so I think I would actually give them a go. Or at least maybe try Bloodstained Hmm. to, like, test the waters and then go from there. You should 100% play... I'd I'd recommend... If I I had to recommend one to get you into it, I'd recommend Symphony of the Night. Because that is, like, the, the... Not just because it's, like, the one that started it all, but because, in my opinion, it's the most accessible... And that's also on the Ooh, PS4. That's interesting. I'll look into it. That was released in 1997. There we go. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So Symphony was released in 1997, a couple of years after Ron, a few years after Rondo of Blood, which was the precursor to it. So um, I'd highly recommend getting Symphony of the Night. I really would. I, I think um, the Castlevania Requiem Collection is okay. what it's called on the PS4. If you get those, you get Symphony of the Every Night. Every time I hear Wonder of Blood, I think of the Beach Boys song, Help Me Wonder. <laughs> to be fair, all of the Castlevania games, like, past a certain point, uh, follow the same naming convention, which is uh, music thing and then horror thing. So it's like Rondo of Blood, Symphony of the Night, Aria of Sorrow, Harmony of despair, like they, they, like they, they like know what they're doing joke. with the naming. Don't they? <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yeah, they really do. Um, but sorry, yeah. So Castlevania's thirty fifth anniversary. Now that I've got my phone on charge, we're not going to lose the podcast halfway through. We should be good to talk. Um, so Castlevania, uh, in terms of the anniversary, what I'm hoping for. Uh, we recently got the Legacy Collection for Castlevania, which is basically the original game, um, and and like 
the number two, Dracula's Curse, Super <laughs> Castlevania, Bloodlines. So that's five. And then I think the Game Boy Advance game and Kid Dracula. So seven games all in one um, for like what is often seven pounds. Well, I think that's a pretty good deal. Um, that's really good, especially considering how good mm. Super Castlevania and mm. like the first one and third one are, especially Super Castlevania. Like I think that game is absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I made this point last time, but I think I, w- I want to say it again. Um, because technically we're still making up for that oh, last yeah, episode. Do you remember? We we, de- we definitely are, aren't we? <laughs> so I said this when we did the last episode. Um, out of all of the games that were released in that year, so the ones which we just mentioned, Zelda, <laughs> Dragon Quest, so the original Zelda, the original Z- Dragon Quest, the original Metroid, yeah. and the original Castlevania... I think the original Castlevania is the one that holds up the most out of all of those NES games. I think I said that last time, and I will die on this hill, even though I don't think it's that controversial I mean, in my opinion. Let's face it, a lot of these games, they just don't translate well into the modern day, do they? Uh, like, modern day conveniences just Whereas, made, really made these hmm. series what they are, but um, Castlevania is more kind That's of timeless. That's isn't it? Like, okay, so... Like, Dragon Quest, I feel bad for it, because... One, it like kind of kicked mm. off the RPG genre, but at the same time, obviously, the, the playing modern day RPGs is, makes it very hard yeah, to go back to. Go. I think is what it, we said last time. You just time. can't um, backtrack on that, can you at all? <laughs> Zelda One is very difficult to compare to, like even Link to the Past. Metroid One is very difficult in comparison to Super Metroid, and again, they're more difficult for the wrong reasons. Um, my argument about Super Ca- like the original Castlevania is that it's very di- it's probably the most difficult out of all of those games, but mm. it's the most tightly designed and therefore it um, it like transcends it holds time up. It holds up. Uh, because you can it holds up and you can pl- you can beat that game in half an hour if you know what you're doing. And the fun is that you keep going through and dying and keep going through and like it is just so well designed. I think I it mean it's it's best. difficult, um, but given that I can't how enough. the spawning system works it's forgive it's forgiving yeah because castle we, we said this on the, the episode we just went through um when we were talking about battle toads and the unforgiving life system is that the original castlevania it kicked your fucking ass but it gave you unlimited continues so it's a fair challenge isn't it it's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna make it really hard for you to get through this stage but you will be able to try as many times as you want, and that's very progressive compared to what was about to come in the in the late eighties and nineties, which was like unlimited continues and people taking the arcade mentality into the into the home console, which again makes no sense to me. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, look, thirty five years of Castlevania. Um, I do ultimately think that I prefer the Metroidvanias <laughs> before, and I'll say it again. Um, but what I would hope for is that we get a collection of those at some point. I I think given time we probably there's will. There's a fair few. Yeah, I just think what else can you really do for a 35th anniversary? I mean, Konami aren't going to release any more games. Uh, we talked about their corporate restructuring <laughs> last last episode, but we you know this has been an ongoing thing for a number of years already. Um, so yeah, just give us the rest of the Metroidvania games so we can say. Okay, goodbye. Like, see you later, Konami, and, and I guess Castlevania. I mean, it'd be a good note to end on one to for Konami. It really would. Like, those games, 
those games were so mm. tightly designed and just absolute pleasures to blast through. I mean, I, I've recently played through Symphony of the Night again. I recently played through Aria of Sorrow. Like, these are very good games and some of my favorites of all time for a reason. Um, they're all less than 10 hours long, so they fall by our lore of, like, please make sure to please. They're really good. And honestly, I'd recommend them to anybody who who just likes a good gaming experience. Um, so the next franchise in September is one which I guess like is mm-hmm. a bit more recent for us, but technically it's been going on for 25 years, is the Persona series. Um, so this is a little bit debatable because uh, the first, this is the 25th anniversary of the first game Mm-hmm. Uh, title to Persona, which was Revelations Persona on the PlayStation 1. However, um, the precursor to the Persona series is Shin Megami Tensei If, which is basically, that game did so well that they decided they were going to make a spin-off series that always took the same concept, which is like um, basing it on like school kids. Yeah, I mean, on, considering on the first school. Shin Megami Tensei game kind of came out like 1987 as well. Um, mm. Do you think you've just been playing Persona Strikers, haven't you? No, so Persona Strikers is coming out at the end of the month. Um, so that'll be one for, like, I think it's February 23rd, oh, uh, yeah. 22nd. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that, Persona 5 Strikers, um, which is basically going to be the Dynasty Warriors mm. Persona edition. Um, but... But yeah, man, like, we're both relatively new to the series, but I've played 5 and 3, and, like, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I think I might at some mm-hmm. point go back and play 2 and 1 um, on the PlayStation Classic. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to talk too much about 5 specifically because, I like, I want you to have your experience with it first without any of my mm-hmm. my ideas coming into play. But um, we will, we'll end up doing, like, an entire episode based on it just because of the, the kind of impact it's had on, on like, me. I think, and it's, it's great. It really is. Like, I can't recommend it enough. It's a great series. Um, 25 years is pretty hefty. What do you think we will get? Because Atlas have specifically said that they will be doing something to to celebrate the Persona series. I what don't do you know. Um, um, I mean, they've already done so much with Persona 5, haven't they? You've got so many um, varying editions mm. of it. Um, and you've got so much DLC yeah. that's come along with it. Um, I'd probably say you're probably looking at a collection of maybe the earlier games, maybe get remastered, because I'm not sure what else they could probably do. I would. I would really hope so. Um, I think that would be a really smart move at the moment. They really like to milk a franchise, um, because of the, all the different spin-offs that come out. But I'd I'd love um a re-release of like three and four on the switch especially i think it make them a lot more accessible so that's kind of like the issue with the persona series at the moment is that like a lot of the games are stranded mm. on the consoles that they came out on no, which it's, isn't it's great. a bit sad really isn't it? um it is uh so persona 4 golden was which is like the persona 4 uh version mm. of persona 5 royal uh which is the basically the re-release that game was originally out on the vita the PlayStation Vita, and they recently re-released it on Steam, and it did super well. So I like to think that's going to teach them to like maybe bring it to the Switch, and hopefully we're going to get that as like a anniversary present for Persona. Is basically 
Persona 4 and 3 on the Switch or on the PlayStation or whatever and make them more accessible, um, maybe maybe two in one, who knows? But it's just, it just yeah, just make these games more accessible. I mean, <laughs> that's the main thing. We've got Shin Megami Tensei coming out this year, haven't we? We do, yeah. So, um, so people who don't know, the Persona series is a is a spin-off of the Shin Megami Tensei series, um, and those games are known for being like ball-bustingly hard RPGs. Um, what uh, what is coming out in I think March or May is. Shin Megami Tensei Five. So yeah, even that series has been going on for a very long time. Um, so yeah, like keep keep an eye out on uh, all things Shin Megami cool. Tensei. <laughs> should we? Should yeah, we, let's move on to October. So on October we've got GTA Three celebrating its twentieth uh, anniversary. So this is quite an interesting one because while it's not the actual franchise itself, it's what's um, it's what. Um, the GTA series has already developed into thanks to this specific game isn't it hmm. yeah so this is the one that kind of breaks our rule um, generally speaking everything else is like the beginning of the franchise whereas GTA 3 beginning may as well yeah, be the beginning of the franchise um, like I don't think there are I don't think we would have what is the open world genre that we have today without G- GTA and specifically GTA 3 yeah. which started it all um, it, it can't really be downplayed the significance of Grand Theft Auto 3 it really can't I mean then from there we got Vice City from there we got San Andreas um, I, I think it's worth celebrating I'd be interested to see what Rockstar end up doing for it I don't know if they would like do a collection or whatever because um, those games are already readily available on the PlayStation 4 and 3 so like what else really is there to do um, um, I mean, I'm really not sure. I'm inclined to agree with you and say they probably won't do anything to mark this anniversary. Um, for GTA Three, yeah. like they seem just to be uh, really milking GTA Five, to be honest, which seems to be their main focus at the moment. It because it's because it, yeah. it sells so well. Um, I think we we saw some stuff on it like in. Uh, a couple of days ago, of like apparently, like the sales have never been better. Yeah, um, I remember you saying lockdown. to me actually, like it's consistently one of the best-selling games on the PlayStation platform. Like, yeah, it's it's quite incredible, really, isn't it? But whether they actually do something, I feel like they should. Given, I don't know, maybe in five years' time when it celebrates its twenty-fifth, they'll probably do something for it. I think. Well, well, the funny thing is, is that it's the anniversary of GTA Three, and I doubt they'll make a big thing about it because, again, that's not technically the no, origins exactly. of the franchise. That's probably why. Um, I don't actually know when the first GTA was released, and I don't think most people care about it. So the um, first actual game I mean, in Grand Theft Auto was released twenty uh, first of October, nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven, huh? So. But it'll be a while before yeah. it's 30th anniversary but alright yeah man like yeah as I said I don't think we have too much more to say in terms of GTA stuff because in terms of GTA 3 like it's more about the significance mm-hmm. I think it's just worth bringing up but in, in all honesty I don't expect Rockstar to be doing anything of, out of the ordinary for it um, the other big 20th anniversary in October which is a little bit of a departure from GTA 
is the 25th uh, This is the Pikmin. weird one because I've not played a single Pikmin game. I don't know about you. No, I've only played like the the demo. For the what did you think? What, what did you think of the demo? <laughs> did the it uh, sit well with you? I mean, I didn't finish it, so I don't know if that's like anything to tell you about my thoughts on it. I didn't. It's not like I didn't have fun with it. I just didn't have fun either. I, I don't know. I don't know what I feel like when it comes to the series because I feel like you need to be... You know, it reminds me of how I felt about Animal Crossing before I actually went and bought the game. And I looked at it and thought, this is a series I would never be able to get into. And then when I actually bought the game and invested some yeah. time into it. I really liked it. And I feel like Pikmin would be the same. It's just, I cannot be fucked. I'm how about in the you? exact same boat. Literally, that is that is my my worldview on Pikmin, word for word, really. I mean, I I should probably just give it more of a chance, given how much I like most of it and kind of Nintendo, uh, Nintendo, yeah, exactly. First so maybe I should give it a go. Mm. I mean, I've got a Wii. I can't play GameCube games on it, so I may as well <laughs> just give it a whirl. I mean. Like, we should at some point play the first two games because yeah. they are relatively short and from, they, are, yeah, they have I mean, their charm, as, as, a, as a concept, it's super simple. Um, mm. Pretty cute to look at. I mean, the soundtrack's pretty sounds pretty good, to be honest. Like, from what I've had on Smash Bros, I'm just basing it off that. Um, whenever I think of Olimar, I just remember the scene from Smash Bros. Brawl Subspace Emissary where Captain Falcon just dives Captain in and Falcon. just kills all the Pikmin and mm. just does, like, a fucking T-pose. <laughs> Watching his Pikmin die. Like, yeah, it's classic, but... <laughs> hey, man, he's seen, he's seen a million Pikmin die by this point. Like, that game is all about just sacrificing lower form it, of life. It very much is. So. <laughs> like, it's a weird game of genocide, basically. <laughs> so, um... In terms of the anniversary, like, what would you expect them to do? Do you think they might port over Pikmin 1 and 2? I don't think I don't, I don't um, I mean, Mainly it, because, like, we... I'm sure they I mean, want people it's, to it's buy it's a franchise that well. never sells well. Yeah, it sells, like, less yeah. than a million for each game. But at the same time, mm. it is such a niche that I wouldn't expect it to sell, yeah. like, a million. I mean... Again, we can't shit on Pikmin too much because we haven't played those games. Um, I just, I can understand why people, like, I can understand people's I mean, reluctance it, it, to play them. Let's face it, it's been ongoing for the last 20 years, but the sales are following a clear pattern here, aren't they? Um, in, yeah. in, in many ways, I'm kind of Pikmin surprised 3. Nintendo are still kind of continuing the franchise. The Pikmin 3 Deluxe is the highest selling of the series and yeah. it's been out for like a yeah. few months, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that could contribute because Pikmin has never been on like a successful console before because the, the two games, yeah. the first two came out on the GameCube and besides mm. the Wii re-releases, um, the, the third yeah. one came out on the Wii U. So these are all, these are all like fail, what are known as failure yeah. consoles. So... Um, probably would do better on the Switch, but let's face it, when people think Nintendo, they don't exactly think Pikmin, do they? They don't exactly no. think legacy content either, and, and like making things available so that people can give it a go, because 
I don't know, man. Like, I'm one of those people, and this probably is one of the reasons why I haven't played the series, or I didn't end up buying three. I'm one of those people who, when I know there is, like, a preceding game in the series, I I feel like I should play those first no, before I buy the, the new same one. Mind. I think I should be playing these things chronologically. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, that's the way... I don't want to... Uh, say, for example, I don't want to play Pikmin 3 first and then go back to Pikmin 1 and think, oh yeah, I might have fun with this. And I'm like, oh no, but this feature mm. isn't made yet and I'm not enjoying it because it's, it's like feels prehistoric. So I'd rather go in order and experience the, um, the yeah, improvements definitely, as definitely. they happen. But like you said, it just kind of makes it difficult to go yeah, back to this one, unfortunately. Absolutely. Um, yep, so we move November, on to November. So we have Burnout at 20 years. It's another 20-year anniversary. Um, so for people who aren't amazingly familiar with the Burnout series, it's the racing game, which was, I think, on the like PlayStation 2 generation is when it started. Um, this is a pretty great racing game, if I'm being honest with you. Like, most of the time when you're... When you're the, the big appeal to it is that whilst you're racing against other racers, you can basically, like, take down their cars, and it shows you you, like, wrecking their cars in slow motion. It's very... It's very appealing to, like, the... the I mean, it's, in me. it's basically <laughs> adult Mario Kart, but without the items. Basically, yeah. And and your, your, your means of killing everyone is to just run them off the road like you're a dickhead truck on the motorway, you know? It's so much fun. Uh, my main experience with the series was with um, Burnout Paradise on the PS3, even though it was re- recently re-released for like the Switch or PS4. Um, I, I only ever really played it on the PS3, and uh, I, I had a really good time with it. Again, it's not a series which I can really talk about too much, just because you know it's a uh, it's limited experience, but also it's not got quite the same legacy as some of the other series on this list. But I would still hope that they do something for it. Like, I hope that they bring forward the PS2 games. I think that is being um, just a bit too ambitious, if I'm being honest with you. I think a lot of people don't care about the legacy content, but it'd be, it'd be good to see where, like, the series started to get for that to get, like, an uplift. Sort of like how they did with the Tony Hawk games recently. It's interesting, because um, literally this is a, a news article that's come out today. Apparently... Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, so G- some GTA players are yeah. actually recreating kind of um, Burnout 3 in-game which is quite cool hmm. so that's quite okay. cool but um, was... in, in terms of what you're saying though, I don't really know what they do for this franchise really yeah no, absolutely. I don't think they would do anything, to be very honest with you. I think the last game that was released in for Burnout was like a mobile game or something a few years ago. Um, so, I don't know. I doubt it's going to come back. Um, in terms of the other November series, we have the 25th anniversary of Tomb Raider, the original... Oh, that's, quite, that's quite an interesting one as well, isn't um, it? That's pretty significant, if you ask me. I mean... It's Tomb Raider. Uh, again, as we said earlier about Crash, um, PlayStation never really had like an official mascot, but Lara Croft yeah. was kind of seen as like the other yeah, de facto mascot. Yeah, definitely. The more kind of adult kind of um, mascot, basically. Yeah, exactly. So, 
it's it'll be interesting to see what they do. I don't think they'd be doing anything to be honest with you because we just got it, unless they release they announce like the the plans to make a new game in the series. The last game was um, Rise I... of the Tomb Raider or Shadow of the Tomb Raider. One of those two, which recently came out like a couple of years ago. Um, so, I think, I think that's, yes, that's Shadow of the Tomb Raider. But, um, incidentally, they do mm. seem to have a game in the works at the moment. Um, Tomb Raider Reloaded. Okay. And that, All right, well, that is actually... See what that's about. Does it have any information so, about that? It's apparently is set to release in 2021 as a free-to-play game. Which is oh, an okay. interesting so, one. Free-to-play. <laughs> But to be honest, I don't know what else to say. That I haven't okay. had much exposure to the series. Um, I remember, t- I remember telling you my only experience I'm... playing these games is on the Nokia Engage, um, whilst at the O2 shop when when my sister was buying a phone, so many so many years ago. Hmm. Which isn't exactly a good experience, <laughs> is it? That's no. Engage is definitely not what you want to be your introduction hmm. to any anything. I mean, <laughs> but. I just love the wiki page because it says Along, alongside being praised for pioneering female characters in video games she has been subject of controversy due to her sex appeal being used for marketing yeah. like okay. them polygons <laughs> yeah I was about to say I like, I like Wikipedia's reluctance to say the phrase yeah. giant honking yeah. boobs basically yeah <laughs> But yeah, that was basically it. So the idea was that they wanted to wrap like young, younger male gamers into the, into the game and get them to buy into it because of the giant boobs, which is uh, it makes sense. I mean, like in my Excel. mind, Tomb Raider is basically the female. Oh, I know it came first, but it's basically the female. Yeah, Uncharted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I know it did. I knew, I knew where you were going with that because I could. Um, that's kind of what the. The, the recent game the recent trilogy of games play like if I'm being honest with you they're kind of like um, Uncharted to be honest but that's fine yeah. because Uncharted games are really good so it makes sense that they're like in many ways they have like become that. more successful than the actual Tomb Raider Raider franchise <laughs> exactly um, so I guess we should just finish this off mm. so we've got December it's the Jack and okay. Daxter Okay, have you ever played any Jack and Daxter games? Uh, yeah, so I actually have um, the the mm. Jack and Daxter trilogy on the PS3. Um, so these games, these games, like from my earliest memories, were I actually remember mm-hmm. when they came out on the PS2, right at the beginning of the PS2's life cycle. Um, these were, these were pretty big back in the day. Um, I'm glad that like it's lasted this long and. It was cool that we got the HD collection on the PS3. Um, these games are really good. They're, they're very mm. different uh, game by game, though. So, like, the first game is kind of like a 3D platformer. You go around collecting things very, like, path of course. And then the second game on... Like, the second game takes... Oh, really? Its from That's GTA. quite a switch up. It is a huge switch. Um, it's, it's quite nuts. But at the same time, I, I think it's a really, really good one. So... The PS3 games are still relatively available. They did re-release the PS2 versions on the PS4. I think I talked mm. about this on the last episode. Um, so apparently the PS4 has an issue when it comes to like playing PS3 games. So a lot of the times when games were remade for the PS3 in HD, 
um, when they were later ported to the PS4, they just ported like the PS2 originals instead of the PS3 versions, which were superior. So, for example, Jack and Daxter, those that collection, um, the superior HD ports ports are on the PS3 and stranded there, whereas the PS4 versions are really bad versions that were like ripped from the PS2 and they they run not very nicely and yeah. they don't look very good either. So if you get the chance, if you because I'm looking at the PS3. actual timeline for these games releases. So in 2012, you had the collection on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13, you had the collection on the Vita, yeah. and then in 2017, you've got the bundle on the PS4. So I'm assuming the collection on the Vita is basically the same exactly. as the PS3. Yes. Um, so what would happen is games would release in tandem for the PS3 and Vita, and then you, when you buy them on one, you get them That's automatically really cool. for the other. It was very cool. Like that was the appeal of the Vita is that you could. There were a lot of games which had crossplay, so that you could um, download your PS3 games onto the Vita and carry on from where you were. Now that is very cool. That is like the Switch before the Switch. It's just nobody. Yeah, bought the that's Vita. quite unfortunate. But <laughs> that's very funny. Um, but yeah, man. Like, do do you think you'll go and play the Jack and Daxter games? I hope they do something for it in the 20th anniversary. I really hope they do. It's a, it's a legacy PlayStation franchise, in my opinion. I think they should do something, but I don't know if they will. Um, for people who don't know, Jack and Daxter was made by Naughty Dog, uh, who, obviously, they made Crash Bandicoot yeah. first, then Jack and Daxter, and then they moved on to the adult games. So then they made Uncharted, because Uncharted did so well. They made Last of Us, which did even better, and it's like, yeah, okay, right. these guys are like... They very much have gone like, strength to strength, strength haven't But, um... Though they've basically become one of the biggest yeah. studios in the whole world. Um, yeah, so I'm not surprised they're doing so well. They've clearly been talented since day one, uh, albeit some, like, the people... I mean, considering we've not had a Jack and Daxter since 2017, where they only just released the bundle, I mean, we might you might even get another bundle for the PlayStation again, never know. Hmm. Maybe. I hope it's... Um, I hope it's at least like they make a little bit of effort, to be honest. It'd be cool if they remade the games, but I don't think they will. But even if you get like another studio, it doesn't have to be Naughty Dog, just get another studio to remake those games, make them a little bit more accessible. And yeah, man, like I think it would do well, but at the same time, I don't know. Sony aren't really about that life of like, re- like putting effort into um, old stuff. They don't, they don't remake things as often as they do just like port them. So... The ports are already available, so I guess if you're curious enough, go back and play those. But I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't recommend playing the PS4 versions mm. by, by any means. That's a, that's a fair warning, and I think that's a, fair, a fairly solid assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that is it in terms of the anniversaries. What we really wanted to do today for today's episode is finish off the anniversaries because we did feel like we um, we did half of them the other day and half of them today, and so. We should be okay from next episode to be wholly original. All going well. <laughs> All going well. Um, but yeah, I, I guess. Do you, you think? So, to you, what do you think? How are you feeling? Well, how am I feeling? I'm feeling okay, but my headphone battery is dying. And I already heard it make the noise, and it's going to get really complicated to carry on recording in a little bit. So I think maybe, maybe it was a good place to wrap the episode. We're already like that sounds pretty good to me. Let's uh, wrap up for today then. Let's 
wrap up for today. Um, next time when you have us back, we will be we will be back in action, and we'll have the usual structure. But I think you know these these topics when they're especially long, it's better to to keep it a little bit concise. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming back to us and listening to the rest of the the anniversaries. Um, it's been a fun topic. I genuinely hope that like the the things that we've talked about i like to think that we'll get some of them coming to fruition i doubt we'll get most of them or if any um we'll, we'll be lucky if we get any i mean look the pandemic it will be affecting things um and also companies ambivalent to their own legacies will also be affecting things but hopefully we'll get summoned that is the best way I can put it. With not just this gaming anniversary stuff, but with twenty twenty one in general. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, it's been super fun to speculate on what we may or may not get. Um, mm. I'll, I'm I'm going to be optimistic here and say we could be in for some uh, some nice things coming our way, given that all the various anniversaries we have we have had. Um, I mean, it's, it's looking like we're going to get some Zelda stuff, um, given the trademarks. Um, yeah, and like, I mean, I mean, that's like, the main one, isn't it? given <laughs> that it's February already, and we're only seeing trademarks being um, put forward, we could get lucky. We could get lucky. Um, with yeah. all these other games, though, with all these other series, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure where if we're gonna. <laughs> it wouldn't be so typical. It'd be so goddamn typical if the only game we get this year that like relates to what we're saying is like a Frogger. Oh mate, I, was, I, was, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. If the only anniversary that was being celebrated was gonna <laughs> the, be Battletoads and Frogger. And they do like a collaboration. It's like Frogger versus Battletoads, and then colon fuck you, Zane. And, and then like just yeah, the icing's on the cake. It's just Pikmin as well. <laughs> Hey man, I don't have the same contempt for Pikmin. Okay, I don't have contempt for any of these franchises, but yeah, I've, this is why we're called the train of ambivalence. People is because we don't generally care so about true. these things. So true. <laughs> anyway, I think that's a good point to sign off for today. That really is. Well, again, thank you all for listening. Hope you have a great evening, a great morning, whenever this episode gets released, and take care. Yeah, thanks we'll for tuning again. in again, and please join us again next week and. Give us a follow on Twitter. We are Pod TOA. Check us out. And also, if you want to write into the show, then uh, we're um, we are train of amb train of amb train of amb pod at gmail. I have no idea. It's very long, and I don't remember it. I don't know. Why did I do this to us? Why? Why did? Can we? Why can we shorten this? I don't know. Anyway, can we? I'm sure. I'm sure there must be a way to do that. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Take care. Have a good week, guys. See you, See you next time. Bye.